0: What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're listening to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we're going to cover some more alien, quote-unquote, conspiracy theories. We have an update in the Alexis Sharkey case, finally, two months later. And we have another knife pick of the week, and maybe just some more side rants, of course, because I sometimes can't seem to help myself. So get ready, sit back, and enjoy. So before I get started on all today's topics, I just need to talk about Q and QAnon. So after all the promised dates and uh, nothing coming of it and the storm and all of that shit, I've never talked shit about QAnon people. As a matter of fact, I always defended their right to talk about whatever conspiracy they wanted to talk about. And I always made clear I was not QAnon. I've never been QAnon, never bought into that bullshit, never thought Donald Trump was the savior. From the beginning, I thought Donald Trump was just as bad as the rest. He is one of them. He's always been one of them. So I'm just hoping the QAnon people don't feel bad that, you know, you kind of got swept up in the whole Q thing. I just hope that they all realize now that all the politicians are bad. There's only one side. There's only one party, and it's their party. It's all for them, everything they do. I mean, look at the pardons Trump did. Did he pardon any of his quote-unquote supporters that stormed the Capitol and did that insurrection bullshit? No. He pardoned people with money. He pardoned the elites, and that's about it. They only care about each other. It's a little country club that we're not in. So, until everybody, all Americans, kind of realize this on a mass level, the politicians and the so-called elite are just going to keep running rampant over our asses. And, unfortunately... If you watch the mainstream media, they're the ones selling this pipe dream that politicians are really out for us. And people are eating it up. Fucking turn off the news, turn off the TV, because that shit is poison. And I mean, I can see how people could get swept up on it and believe the news as the truth. But. If you do just the most simplest forms of research, looking into what these people are saying, you can see that they're selling lies. Don't fucking buy what they're saying. Look into it. Even just like the most basic shit is so easy to prove untrue. Any Most of the shit they're saying about Trump, about how he likes white supremacists and all that bullshit... It was so easy to go on the internet and literally watch him not say that shit. So, there's just, it's so much propaganda. I wish our people, the Americans, could see that the media is propaganda. But, I guess uh, we're just not at that point. I'm not sure when the news stopped actually being journalists and reporting facts and became basically paid shills for The politicians. I'm not sure when that happened. But you can even look into, like, WikiLeaks documents, and they have a fucking huge-ass list of reporters of different news agencies that colluded with politicians. I'll get a list that WikiLeaks put out that has all of these different reporters and the different media outlets. I'm gonna get a list to that, and I'll put it up on the Instagram and you'll just see the pages and pages of names and networks that directly colluded with politicians to feed the American people bullshit. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm like wondering what did they collude about? What are they? Uh, what kind of, what are they trying to sell? So I don't know what has to happen. Maybe just uh, small people, just normal people that aren't being paid fucking hundreds of thousands of dollars to report lies. People like you and me, we need to report what's going on. Because I know I have no interest in fucking making up lies. I just tell it how it is, how I see it. I might get some shit wrong, but it's not because of an agenda. It's because I fucking work all week. I do my own research, produce my own podcast. It's a lot of fucking work. And if I notice I make a mistake or someone points it out, I fucking own it and I correct it. But, you guys, something has to change. Otherwise, it's just more of the same is going to happen. And how much more of the same do you guys want to eat? I know I don't. And all of it can be changed with us. By turning off the fucking TV. By refusing to buy bullshit we don't need. Just stop. We don't need this shit. Do something else. Get a fucking hobby. Turn the goddamn TV off. Fuck him, Kardashian. We're better than that. We're smarter than that. Something 100% needs to change. And I think we can start that change by turning the TV off and stop being consumers. Stop buying all this Chinese bullshit that you don't really need. Save your money or invest it in shit that actually will do you some good. And like I said, get a hobby. Everybody needs a fucking hobby. But let's start the change by turning the TV off and saving your money, or investing it in shit that actually will do you some good. I don't know. Suck on that. Q was a psyop. Trump is a part of the fucking swamp. They're all bad. And that's the bottom line. But (laughs) let's get into our fucking underground alien bases now. So I'm going to start off with telling you about the largest, the most well-known, underground military slash alien base in the united states and it's located in dulce new mexico so get ready for this shit so i'm going to start with the story of phil schneider he says he was working as an explosive expert back in 1979 in dulce new mexico for the u.s government he finally decided to tell his story in 1995 of his encounter with alien beings living underground at this base. Schneider says he was one of three survivors in a battle with aliens in August of 1979, and that he was the only person with a high-level security clearance speaking out in such detail about the government's knowledge of alien beings. He's super critical of the government for not letting us know and basically keeping the American public in the dark. He's given hella talks about his experience, there's videos you can look up, there's all kinds of stuff on the internet about Phil Schneider's experience. There's even like a discovery.com article on the Dulce New Mexico base, but you can tell it's kind of bullshit. Like, it starts out with words like, tinfoil hat, conspiracy theorists, and just basically kind of being really demeaning about anybody that would entertain these ideas. And the more I get on about this base, I'll give you like firsthand accounts of the people that have seen crazy shit there. Like the people that live in Dulce, New Mexico. There is a Navajo reservation there, and there is just hell of different reports from state troopers to local police to the local population and people like Phil Schneider, whistleblowers giving different detailed accounts of the fuckery going on at this base. Schneider claimed multiple attempts were made on his life after he began revealing all this information. Just like a lot of other whistleblowers. You fucking tell on some shit that's going on, you better expect your life is going to be destroyed and or killed. His death by suicide has been viewed as very suspicious by supporters. So it's just one more guy in a long line of men and women that have been suicided after being whistleblowers. There are a few people from the military who have talked about aliens as explicitly as Schneider. All have been met with ridicule, but there are also many who believe Schneider after watching his videos, such as Veterans Today senior editor Gordon Duff, who calls him a UFO whistleblower. It just seems like that's just the fucking par for the course, like the media and everybody will just ridicule somebody that whistleblows, especially about something like aliens. If you ridicule them and get the general public to just fucking dismiss them as either idiots or crazy, it just makes it a lot easier to brush this person off. That's kind of what they did with QAnon. They may have been right with QAnon, but they're not always right, and... Since they kind of just do this blanket derision on people that whistleblow about UFOs or people that say they have evidence about Bigfoot, it's just so much easier for everyone else to blow them off and not take them seriously. But like I said, you guys, you have to go into this with an open mind and throw away your bias because this guy says this shit is 100% real and I'll give you other people that back up his claims and other people that have seen the shit with their own eyes. Schneider was uh, initially suspicious about the underground base he was helping to build when he saw there was hella special forces green beret camp around. It's like why the hell do they have a green beret camp for just drilling into this mountain? The work team drilled four large holes, the standard way to start any construction. But, (laughs) What emerged from the hole was not at all part of standard procedure. All the black, sooty air came up when we drilled holes down there, Schneider said in a lecture at the 1995 Preparedness Expo. He had gone underground to make an assessment when he found himself just feet away from a big gray, and that's quote unquote big gray, which is a seven foot tall alien. He says the stench was worse than a garbage can. The entity was absolutely horrible. Schneider fumbled for a pistol he was carrying. He killed two of the beings, but not before one of them could emit a strange and harmful energy. The alien made a sort of circular motion with his hand, waving it in front of his chest. Schneider imitated the action. The next thing I know, this blue beam hit me, and I just literally opened up like a fish. He showed the audience his hand. The beam burned off some of his fingers on the left hand and hit his chest. It also burned his shoes off and even burned his toenails off. A Green Beret saved Schneider's life that day. He lost his own in the process. He got Schneider into a lift and pushed the button to raise him above the ground. More than 60 people are said to have lost their lives that day. Schneider goes on to say the other two survivors are living in a nursing home in Canada. They're protected by the Canadian government and no American citizen, Schneider included, is allowed access to them. Schneider says this is because they were scared of being kidnapped. He says there's a war under there, and it's been going on since about that time. He said he spoke of 1,477 underground bases around the world, 129 of which were located in the U.S., Each cost $17 billion or more. And you better bet your asses, you guys, taxpayers are paying for these underground bases. He said the black budget, hidden from the U.S. government agencies and from the public, garners 25% of the gross national product. Military forces from multiple countries have been engaged in such warfare with aliens, he said. We must instill in our public officials. They must tell us the truth, he said. If the truth cannot totally come out, then what's the use in having us calling anything freedom? Well, Phil, if you were alive today, you would probably fucking be just as outraged as me and a bunch of other people about freedom and our lack of freedom of speech at this point. That's just Phil Snyder's story on it. And I went on YouTube to see what type of documentaries there were, what I could kind of find about it. I found this little blurp, this like four-minute history channel called UFO Hunters. The hosts of it met with an archaeologist named Garth Baldwin, who said, geologically speaking, it definitely would be possible on the Archuleta Mesa to actually drill down all of these stories into the land to actually make the underground base. So just from like a physical standpoint, yes, this area technically could be drilled into and an underground base, could be made. Because it's surrounded by you know just some hardcore stone and some dirt and other places, but this one particular area where everyone says the base is, it is possible according to this archaeologist to drill into the surface of the land. So now assuming that the base can physically be made. They say the Dulce Subterranean Base is a seven-story compound beneath Dulce, New Mexico. And that it houses human animal hybrids, human alien hybrids, and extremely advanced technologies. The first claims of the base's existence according to how stuff works, it's actually a really cool podcast, go check it out. Um, they say it dates all the way back to the 1930s. But rumors of the alien intervention in the area didn't begin to gain traction until the 70s. And that's when a former New Mexico state police trooper named Gabe Valdez documented unexplained cattle mutilations in the area. And that is according to Santa Fe newspaper. In a radio interview, Valdez said the evidence that was left there, you know, predators don't leave gas masks, glow sticks, radar shaft. They don't leave that stuff. Valdez made other claims in other interviews, including sightings of black, silent, sophisticated spacecraft and the discovery of a fetus inside a dead cow. But not a calf fetus. It looked like a human, a monkey, and a frog. Valdez told that to the History Channel's UFO hunters. It didn't have any bones in the head, he says. It was all full of water. So, we have another law enforcement officer named Tim Anderson and he was a police officer in Dulce and he claimed to have seen a UFO in the town in the late 1990s. He says it lit up the whole valley and just disappeared into the rocks. He told that to the Santa Fe New Mexican. I just rubbed my eyes, did I really just see that? For good measure, Anderson also believes Bigfoot resides in or near the town. There's actually been a few claims of Bigfoot in this area. So now I'm going to play an interview for you from some of the residents and let you hear how they explain what they've seen.
1: Dulce is a quiet, unassuming town nestled in northern New Mexico. Many of its residents are members of the Hicaria Apache tribe. They swear. I tell stories, but my nose isn't, isn't growing. <laughs> they are not making this up. They threw down a ladder from that, that spaceship. And then two small people started climbing down. Jerry Julian says she had her first extraterrestrial encounter right here on her Dulce ranch about forty years ago. It was huge. I just saw like just saw the bottom of it. You know, it was like flat like many of her neighbors claim similar, strange sightings. Fat in the middle and kind of like rounded on the sides. You're speechless, you know? You just don't know what to think, you know. It's just like it's like nothing you've ever encountered. Why are stories of the Extraordinary ordinary here? I do not know. I do not know. Probably kind of that big mountain we have right there, you know. Rumor has it there is a secret base hidden underneath the Archuleta Mesa here. The mountain overlooks Dulce. Some people in town say the base is run by aliens working with our federal government to conduct mind control and genetic experiments. Do you believe that? Yeah. A whole bunch of people seen it, you know. Like the ground opened up, steam coming out of it. They also claim they've seen some creatures cooked up in those experiments, like Bigfoot and something half-human. Down this way, the waist down, it's a goat. It has a tail. But up here, it's a man. People tell me Dulce wasn't always a center for supernatural activity. But then sometime in the 70s, things changed. That's when cows started turning up they just cut out in between the lake. Right here we seen one. Well, I know it's not a predator. It's doing it. There's someone's doing it. Local police never definitively said who's to blame. Locals say it has to be something out of this world. And since then I was taking a random picture in end and there it was. There was a UFO right there. They say they know. It sounds crazy. They're just gonna ask me, Well, how much did you drink or What did you drink? Oh submit to a lie detector test or anything, you know. But say it's the truth. Question is, do you believe? Anything's possible these days now. In Dulce, Megan Cruz, KOAT Action 7 News.
0: So yeah, that is just an interview with some of the residents and a law enforcement officer from the town of Dulce, New Mexico. And that's, these people are literally like going on the news saying you can lie detector test me. I've got photos we are not lying. This is what we are seeing here. So, I don't know, it's going to take a lot to actually like go on the news and put yourself out there like that, knowing you're probably going to be ridiculed, but saying, fuck it, this is what I saw and this is what I'm going to tell everybody. So, we have these townspeople. We have law enforcement. We have Phil Schneider, who, just let me give you a little background on him. Schneider is the son of a World War II German commander. Odo Oscar Schneider. His father was captured by the Americans and taken to the United States to work for the secret government forces. Did you ever hear of a little program called Operation Paperclip? Well, yeah. And as in most cases, the children of the Illuminati agents, just kidding, the children of these Operation Paperclip agents were raised to work for the same masters. And Philip Schneider, had the task of building sections of many underground complexes in the United States. And a little bit more about how he was suicided. On January 17, 1996, under very suspicious circumstances, which were made to be suicidal, in fact, he found himself, quote-unquote, suicidal with a piano rope strangling him. He had said one year before, in a public lecture that at the crossing of each calendar year military technology increases by 44.5 years compared to the growth rate of conventional technology and why it is easy to understand what in 1943 could be done by using vacuum tube technology to effectively displace a ship from one place to appear in another and he was referring to the Philadelphia experiment. And if you guys don't know about that, that's when an American military ship became invisible and translate into another dimension, supposedly using Nikola Tesla technology. Like earlier, I was saying, Schneider said there's thousands of these bases across the world and over 100 in the United States. And this one in Dulce, New Mexico, is just one. It's just the most most well-known one, I guess, in the quote-unquote conspiracy world. So, I don't know. I think it's uh, based upon all of the different types of witnesses we have with this and documentation. There's a couple of books written about it. One is called Dulce Base, and that was written by Greg Valdez, who is the son of that state trooper I was telling you about earlier. And in that book, he actually includes some of the original reports his dad wrote. And a lot of it is documenting the cattle mutilation and the different evidence he was able to photograph at the scenes of these mutilations. So there's actually surprisingly a lot out there about this base. They say there's tunnels that connect it, you know, miles and miles underground that go miles and miles to other bases like the one under Cheyenne Mountain in Colorado. So there is just hell of shit, you guys. I could go on for hours about this one. But if you wanna go down the rabbit hole, go online, check it out. Just be aware, a lot of places like the discovery.com article, they're gonna paint it as super conspiratorial and like I said earlier, tin foil hat wearing motherfuckers. That's all the people that know about this. and. YouTube, it's kind of like the same thing. You're not going to find a lot of information. You really got to dig. But once you find the places, it's fucking super interesting read. One of our listeners, Queen of Purple Dragon, actually sent me links to a couple different videos that I got some information from. So up top, thank you, girl. I appreciate that. That shit was super interesting. And I don't know if you can tell, my voice is actually getting a little bit better and one of our other listeners, Elfmaker, is going to send me some stuff for my throat. Because I don't know if you've noticed, but like since October, the shit has been coming in and out and is totally unreliable. So hopefully when I get the stuff she's sending, I'll tell you guys about it and let you know how that worked. I'm super looking forward to that. And thanks in advance, Elfmaker. I so appreciate it. And speaking of listeners... We are actually going to have a bonus episode brought to you by Night Dude. And that'll be up on the website next Tuesday. Thanks again, Night Dude. I appreciate you producing a bonus episode for all of our listeners to enjoy. But now we're gonna move on to the Alexis Shark case because we have a couple of updates. So get ready to completely fucking change gear from underground bases to an Instagram influencer that was murdered and found naked on the side of a road in Houston, Texas, right after Thanksgiving last year. So according to KHOU11, that's like a news channel outside of Houston, Texas, they're saying the autopsy shows popular social media influencer Alexis Sharkey was strangled. So more than six weeks after her naked body was found dumped on a Houston road, we finally know how she died. The Harris County Medical Examiner says 26-year-old Alexis Sharkey was strangled before her body was dumped on the side of a West Houston road late last year. And we just got these autopsy reports on Tuesday. The police haven't really charged anyone in the case. The police are being super tight-lipped about it. And I don't know if you guys remember, let me just kind of give you brief details on her case. A city worker found Sharkey's nude body on the Thousand Block Road of Red Haw in late November, shocking the popular social media influencer's family and friends. So, one of her friends, Tanya Ricardo, this fucking girl, oh my god. She has gone to the media, like, all over the place. She can't really shut her mouth about it. And a little side note about Tanya. This girl fucking spent $25,000 to look like Meghan Markle. That fucking chick that married the prince guy, that Brit prince dude. And like actually like had people write up a whole like article about it in some fucking tabloid shit. So, this is the girl that is supposedly super best friends with Alexis, spilling all the dirt on Alexis's life and Kind of just like from the beginning, just going next level. She straight up wrote out a timeline of events that happened from the last time people spoke to her to the time that her body was found. And I'm just like, are you fucking serious? You don't even know if you're jeopardizing the police investigation by writing all this shit out and putting it out there for anyone to see. So, yeah, Tanya is just super fucking weird. She's making people hella suspicious about her thinking she could possibly have something to do with Alexis's death. Who fucking knows? They're saying that when Alexis was found, there was no marks on the body. But now that they're saying, you know, she was strangled, there is ways to choke somebody out and not leave a mark, especially if you have like a huge, muscly arm. They're saying that's one of the easier ways to do it. You can basically cover more surface area of the throat and cut off the blood and air circulation. So I really hope the police get to the bottom of this and whoever is fucking responsible for killing this girl and throwing her body on the street like trash, I hope you're fucking caught and you get the book thrown at you. A lot of people think that the seven weeks we've been waiting is a long time to get, you know, I guess, results in the autopsy. But according to retired chief of the Texas Rangers, Tony Leal, He says seven weeks is not that long. The medical examiner's office may have known it that night. They may have thought it that night. But they have things they need to rule out before they make the announcement to everyone. They're not even going to release the autopsy to the public until the police department gets everything settled with their investigation. So we could be waiting a little longer on the toxicology report. So, I don't know if there's any more updates on Alexis, I will definitely let you guys know. If you guys know anything about this case, call the Houston Police Department Homicide Division at 713 308 3600 or Crime Stoppers at 713 222 8477. Or if you don't want to talk to the police, you can email me at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com you can go to the Facebook and find me at Athena. the parlor account is not up because free speech yeah that whole war situation going on so I don't know guys if you know something even the smallest thing please let somebody know but now we're going to move on to the knife pick of the week And I'm going to pick this week the crown jewel of my knife collection. And I got this as a 16th birthday present. I'm not like some normal chick that wanted a fucking huge party or some stupid shit like that. I wanted a bomb ass knife. So my parents got me the Masters of Defense Ladyhawk. It's a super unique curved design and it has a liner lock. It was engineered by anthony marfoni at microtech for the initial masters of defense project and that was back in the late 90s the model was designed by self-defense expert Graciela casillas who wanted a blade crafted to severely wound any assailant who tried to remove the knife from its owner and i don't know if you guys are familiar with Graciela casillas but she holds awards in kickboxing as well as boxing. She's just kind of like an original badass. And the way she designed the knife it's just like perfect size for my hand. If it wasn't so expensive and kind of special to me, it would be an awesome everyday carry. It's fucking, it's just so beautiful. I just can't even describe it. I'll put pictures up, but the way you just press the lock and it snaps open... It's just a beautiful fucking knife. So when I get those pictures up, you guys will see exactly what I'm talking about. I have to thank all of our downloaders. Camus Washington is still in number one. And check this out, Pleasanton, California. Where the fuck? (laughs) You guys came out of nowhere and have the number two spot right now. And we have Brooklyn in number three. I appreciate your guys' downloads so fucking much. You guys have no clue. Come fucking say hi. You guys are the reason I keep doing this show every fucking week. Diving into rabbit holes and telling you about missing people. You guys make this shit entertaining. So come say what's up on the Instagram or the Gmail. And uh, shoot me a line. Tell me what's going on. But in the meantime, be aware. And don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao.